Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the Sisters You Have Value podcast. Happy Friday, happy Friday. And actually, it's Good Friday, y'all, but he gonna get up in three days. He got up. I'm your host, Kim Tolliver. I'm super excited to be here with you today. This podcast was created for women because we believe in the power of sisterhood and strive to build a community where women can share their passions, learn from one another's experiences, and support each other on their journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for being here with us today. Please give us a like, share, and follow. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back and giving us another listen. Tell a friend to hang out with you and tune in. This just might be the episode they need. Today, we have titled this episode, Black Women's Health. That's right, Black Women's Health. Health is wealth, y'all. Health is wealth. A podcast dedicated to exploring the challenges and opportunities that Black women face in maintaining their physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Today, we'll be discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly of not taking care of ourselves. We'll also be talking about family history, y'all. You know how rich that history is and how it affects us. We'll talk about how it affects our lifestyle and how we can create a plan of action to improve our health. We got to get it, y'all. We are the matriarchs and they need us. We have to thrive, y'all. We have to thrive. We'll also discuss how the compounding effects of racism, sexism, and other stresses make focused effort on wellness crucial as well as the impacts of chronic burnout if self-care is neglected. So if you're ready for this week's episode, grab your favorite drink, get your tea, get your coffee, whatever you got, and let's get into it. But before we do that, how are you, sister? I mean, really, what is your body telling you every day you wake up? How many times do you have to shift pivot to get out of that bed? How many times have you said, ooh, ooh, that, that's a new one. That's a new pop. That came from somewhere else. Who hasn't had <laughs> that kind of morning that makes them feel as if the day has already defeated you before you can even let your feet hit the floor? We've all been there. And guess what? We've all done the same thing because that's what we do. Push through. We push ourselves up with a side swing. <laughs> put that feet on the rug, and begin whatever ritual and rites we have to do to get ourselves up and moving. But we're going to reclaim it, y'all. We're going to reclaim our joy, our happiness, that health, that wealth, one step at a time. We are so disproportionately affected by an overall lack of proper care and attention. It's also no secret that some diseases, diseases affect Black women more than the majority. Y'all know heart disease, stroke, diabetes, fibroids, breast and cervical cancer, as well as mental health issues. Taking all that into consideration, one would think that the wellness industry would embrace those who seem to need more encouragement to take time out for themselves. Y'all remember when uh, Barack Obama was in office, Michelle was big on that. So we had an avid advocate for that at that time. But it appears though at times 
they do the exact opposite. So the way women of color are often mistreated and ignored can lead people to believe that the culture of wellness is not as inclusive as it looks on the surface. It can also make it harder for black women to seek or seek out self-care options for themselves. And just like we mentioned on last week, women of color are typically expected to be strong, able to handle whatever life throws their way. But this mentality often leaves us, y'all, a lot of us too stressed to realize it, too stressed to rest or prioritize our self-care. And we can't keep doing that. And with these messages, we don't take the time we need to exercise daily. We are juggling two and three jobs, trying to maintain a household, <laughs> taking care of these children. Talk about a balancing act. Now, don't get me wrong. We do well. We do it well. But it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it, you know, conducive to what that body telling you every day you get up or whenever you have that little pop. So we have to be a little bit more uh, better at what we do. So when we take care of ourselves and prioritize our health, we're going to feel better physically. We're going to feel better mentally. And we're going to feel better emotionally. We're going to have more energy, y'all. We're going to be more productive. And generally, it, it makes you happier overall. You know, some days you get up and you be like, man, I am tired. 11 or 12 o'clock, you laying back down to take a nap and just roll out the bed at 9. So in the first segment, y'all, let's talk about, we'll, we'll talk about the mental health issues uh, of it. We'll get into this mental health side of it. How many of us seen that sister that's in her 60s and 70s? Man, she's banging, look good. And we wonder, man, how does she do it? There is some truth in saying all in your head, but not always. Now, black may not crack on the outside, but we pay the price on the inside. Don't get it twisted. We are some beautiful creatures. God created us, baby, with that melaton popping. We are amazing, and we do well when we are in good health and we're taking care of ourselves physically and in good shape. Um, you know, people have it bad saying it's it's expensive to eat healthy. It, it, it costs too much to eat healthy. Yeah, and then I always tell them either way it's going to cost you. What that medicine look like? What that price doing? Everybody not on welfare, don't get me wrong, and no shade. Uh, we don't, everybody does not receive Medicare, Medicaid, whichever one, uh, gets them all the free benefits. Um, I got to pay for mine. Um, it's coming out of these pockets one way or another if you want to live. But thank God for Jesus. I have no medical history or issues. I'm healthy. I thank God for that. And I make sure that I pay attention to that. I eat healthy, no white, no rice, no flowers, no sugars, no sweets and things like that, but I do have addictions, y'all, you know, I like my skins, I like my um, Atkins chocolate, oh lord, I love Red Hots, but I make sure I'm taking care of my body uh, to make sure that I live a, I always say, quality of life is better than quantity of life any day of the week, I don't care how you slice that, I would rather live and have a good quality of life then live forever, broke down, busted, disgusted, uh, depending on other people to take care of me. You know, my mama used to say, we know where we've been, but we don't know where we're going. And that is such a truism. But I'm not going to help myself go down that road. So 
um, unfortunately, all this is very real part of life. Serious illness is not only devastating uh, physically and emotional, but financial as well. Medical expenses, y'all, be the leading cause of bankruptcy in the United States. There are also many bad and ugly consequences when we don't take care of ourselves. And that's that aspect we're talking about. We struggle with the mental health issues like depression, anxiety, when we neglect our health. So, you know, uh, it's important to recognize that our health is multifaceted and neglecting it can lead to all the, the wrong consequences. And when we get into the mental health part of it, you know, you pass by the mirror. Sometimes we'll <laughs> some people throw a blanket over the mirror because they don't like what they see. But how long are you going to throw the blanket over the mirror before you get up and get on the treadmill? Even if you're moving five minutes a day, you're doing something. So um, in 2016, Asha Red, she's the wife of a uh, former NBA star, Michael Red was diagnosed with depression and generalized anxiety disorder. She was ashamed of her condition. She also suffered from eating disorders as a teen, but she hid that, y'all, which led to a full-blown breakdown. On her road to healing, she started to blog. She talked about her mental health journey, but thanks to her husband's success, she has had access to the best modalities for treating pain, lessening anxiety, and getting better sleep. She started and I she stated and I quote, it is really a position of privilege that I feel blessed to have, but that's not why I work so hard to make accessibility easier to attain, but for others. So she founded this thing called Real Girls, uh, Fearless, Authentic, Rescuer, Trailblazers. Unfortunately, black women are also less likely to seek help too for mental issues due to the stigma cultural barriers, and lack of access to mental health care. So this further exacerbates the impact of mental illness on the overall health and well-being. So it's, it's crucial to recognize and address the unique challenges that we face when it comes to this. Uh, talk to your sister, talk to your friend, check on your friends, check on them, y'all. We need to really do this because health is wealth and because we are so esteemed to be strong, to be everything to everybody at every time. And we set no boundaries. We have a proclivity to have a bigger burnout and we just keep going. Baby, that men will be on fire and we keep going. I And I've experienced it myself here lately over the last couple of weeks. You know, I've been having some issues with my rental properties. I got to deal with that. I got my kids, my daughter was involved in an accident, you know, deal with my son. So, you know, when we have so many things compounding on us, you don't realize um, that some days you just need to woosah. You need to stop. You need to just take a break and go, okay, Lord, I'm going to disconnect from the whole world. I'm going to turn this phone off. I'm not going to listen to anybody. So um, we, we have to learn to do that. So I want to expound, though, on the topic of mental illness in black women's health, it's important to recognize that uh, these issues, and we are, I, I'm just really trying to land the plane with it. I know I keep repeating it, but y'all, mental illness is real. Uh, it it knows no color, creed, 
but for us it's real real so we had uh two devastating losses y'all in 2022 uh y'all remember the death of that former attorney miss usa she was an activist entertainment news correspondent. her name was chelsea price and uh she was an upcoming musician songwriter uh this guy name was ian king also, Academy Award-winning actress is Regina King's son. They all died by suicide. They were all black. Uh, it sent shockwaves through the community. Uh, Chelsea was only 30 years old, and Ian had just turned 26, just three days before taking his life. Everybody's successful. That's what they appear to be on the surface. Like you got the world at your fingertips. To add injury to insult, uh, earlier... A 19-year-old, you remember that college student, cheerleader, Alana Miller, committed suicide? She was a freshman at Southern, y'all. Southern University and A&M College in Louisiana, who shared some of her feelings of severe depression on social media before she took her life. So many in the field are beginning to question what's behind the alarming increase in suicide and things like that. We got exposure to racism, anti-blackness. It's no secret that uh, Blacks overwhelmingly experience uh, various forms of racism and discrimination, uh, workplace, healthcare, education. That leads to stress, y'all. Trauma, violence, violent crime. Uh, black women are more likely to experience traumatic events such as sexual, sexual assault, domestic violence, police brutality. PTSD is real, y'all. Culture barriers. We face many culture barriers. Um, and it, seeking therapy is not a sign of weakness. That's just That just means I have reached my potential for uh, being able to cope. I have, I have run the gamut on what I can do in my own strength, even though we pray we give it to God. Uh, it's always, my God is so much bigger than my problems, but if you should need help, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody can't stand, everybody can't handle certain things. So you have to get out of what everybody else is doing and what's going on with everybody else's life. Stop uh, counting somebody else's uh, pocket to look at what they got going on and worry about only what you have going on. Um, these things are real, social media, the images. Um, that people put out there. So there's a lot of things and issues that involve our mental health, but, and you go on, well, you want some other stuff. Yeah, I am. But you got to understand when I have a mental health issue that affects everything that I do, it's going to keep me from working out. It's going to keep me from exercising. It's going to keep me from eating healthy because what I'm going to do, I'm going to bury my face in some food on some chips. I'm going to snack. I'm going to eat out of control or I'm going to drink out of control. If you're a smoker, you're going to smoke out of control because we're going to try to bury and anesthetize the pain from what we're dealing with. So y'all got to grab it. I'm, I'm telling you these things because it's just deeper than, oh, health is wealth and exercise. There are things and reasons in our lives that keep us from being able to do all this. And we don't recognize it. Let me say this. We may recognize it, but it, we don't correlate it together to go, hey, this goes hand in hand. So we got to be careful uh, to realize and recognize that those things affect you in every way. And it's keeping you from God's best. It's keeping you from being healthy. It's keeping you from living.
you know, we get on social media, you instantly depressed when you see a body banging better than yours. You instantly depressed when they go hashtag um, flawless, hashtag this or that. Girl, that's a real. That's some mess that it took uh, uh, about five hours to get it together because she didn't like not one pose. And now that's this. When she get off that camera, her life might be just hell, jacked up, broke, busted, disgusted, in a mess, Can't yet can't pass another test. But who cares? And even if she is flawless, who cares? That's her race to run, not yours. You have your own race to run. Sweep around your own front door and get out of other people's uh, household. So, you know, and that's the one thing about that. We have to understand that that's why we are so on this mental health thing. People are dying. People are committing suicide. Bullying is real. Think about your children in school. If your little chunky, your kid getting chunky because these kids are, ask that baby what's wrong with it. If you know your child ain't used to eating like that, ask, hey, what's going on? Everything all right at school? You have to start asking questions. You got to start checking on people because we don't know what they are doing to mask it. We mask well. Hey, how you doing, girl? I'm all right. Everything good. How you doing? All right. Everything good. And knowing you about to jump off the bridge. You about to go jump. But you good. I'm good, girl. Everything good, girl. Lovely. Lies you tell. Because we don't want anybody to know that we got life at us. But this is life. You gonna have it. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. We gonna have trials and tribulations as long as you on this side of heaven. And it's okay to not be okay. But for our mental, for our physical, before for our emotional side, we have to be real. We have to come to that place where we take accountability and stop lying, stop blaming, stop wishing it was something else. No, it's what it is right here, right now. This is what we're dealing with. And so we want to work to address these issues so that we can help improve the mental health and overall well-being of black women and work toward a more equitable and just society for all of this stuff. And in that way, it can help us be our best. You know, we got stigmas and myths on this mental health thing. Like, oh girl, she crazy. She's not crazy. Hell, she's just going through. She's not crazy. She's just overwhelmed beyond her uh, point of uh, being able to handle a situation. Go play with somebody. I tell people, baby, if I open your claws, there ain't no telling what'll fall out. The only difference between me and you, you know about mine, and, and I don't know about yours because I'm a little bit more transparent, and I don't care how you feel because I want to live, and I want to live a life of Christ to be healthy, whole, blessed, and stress-free. So that's why we have to do that, and that's why we are so big on this, and I'm so big on making sure that our women are taken care of, that our women are good to release us from all these stigmas, from all these challenges, from being able to speak out, from being able to tell somebody it's okay to not be okay. So that's what we want to get into um, with that. Okay. That's that mental health side. Uh, the next one we want to get into is family history. What is family he health history, y'all? That's a record of the diseases health conditions, and everything that your family has. You, your family members all share genes. You may also have behaviors in common, such as exercise habits and what you like to eat. Y'all may live in the same area and come into contact with similar things in the environment. 
Family history include all these factors. Let's give you an example. If we got a family history, my family, let me, let me, I can do that better. There's cardiac in my family, diabetes in my family, high blood pressure in my family. There's stroke in my family. Baby, we got some illnesses. You know, we have some illnesses, kidney disease, dialysis, you name it, it's there. Now you understand why I do what I do. And to be 52 and not have anything, it's a blessing. That's a blessing from God. But I'm also aware. I also know what they have. And I also know that, okay, Lord, weight is a factor. Okay, smoking is a factor. Okay, drinking is a factor. Okay, not exercising is a factor. So the things that we can control, those are the things that we want to stay up on. So get a cancer screening, get some, take some things. People have cancer in their family. Make sure you're doing the necessary thing to reduce your risks so that you don't have that. Limit things, increase the physical. And um, because I got a treadmill sitting in this house and I can pass by it every day. No, it's not furniture. It's not, it's not a hanging, it's not a coat rack, but I do need to do better on that. Now on the food side, got you down licked. Hands down, baby, I, I wipe the floor with you on the eating part. But I got to get my help, my exercising part back into play. So most people have family history that has at least one chronic disease, y'all. And like I said, that could be cancer, that could be heart disease, that could be diabetes, that could be hypertension. And if it's a close family member, why do you think they ask you when you go to the doctor and you're filling out that a 30 page application, <laughs> just 15,000 pages that they ask you about your family history. Um, because they want to make sure that um, they know what to test for or know what to tell you to be aware of because you have like genes. So um, if you have a close family member with a chronic disease, you may be more likely to develop that disease yourself, especially if more than one relative has had it. Like my mom had cardiac. My sister had open heart surgery at 36. My brother has had open heart surgery. So uh, I went and took the, uh, col the, the, the screening thing for uh, calcium for the uh, heart. And mine was zero on, uh, what do you call it? That cap, the, the buildup, the plaque, the buildup. So I, I have a perfect score of zero, but I'm aware that February is heart month. So in heart month, I go and have the necessary tests. So you can have those tests done for free for $50. Um, some people can get them just done, but it really doesn't matter what it costs to know what you have. So you don't really put a price on life, but I'm just saying Make sure you collect all your family health um, information before you even go to the doctor. They're going to ask, you know, um, and you got to act on it. So the reason we're talking about black women's health, knowing it's not enough. You got to act on this stuff. Has your mother or sister had breast cancer? Talk to your doctor about whether having a mammogram earlier is right for you. Does your mom, dad, sister have diabetes? Ask your doctor how early should you be screened for diabetes? Did your mom, dad, brother, sister get uh, colorectal colon cancer before 50? Talk to them about whether you should start getting colonoscopies earlier. I had a colonoscopy started in my 30s, and that's supposed to be at 50. 
mammograms when you, you know, 50. I've had, I started my mammograms in, 30, in my 30s. So, you know, family history is rich. It tells a lot of stories, but it's important to know. Now, unfortunately, for those who may not know who their parents are, if you don't know who your father is, no shade. You know, there are some things we just won't know. And in those cases, my suggestion would be, hey, I have an absent parent um, that I'm not sure about. Hey, let's just run the gamut on the test. Let's run these panels. Let's run this blood work. Let's do these urine things. Let's do what's necessary. Let's do the chest x-rays. Let's do the stress tests. Those things, um, tests, not tests. So those are the things that we do to make sure that we are good. Um, it costs you something. And we can be lazy. You could choose not to move on it and you could wait. You know, Violet used to say you can just wait on the brick to hit you. You can act on it or just wait on the brick. Either way, it's going to get you. So my thing is I'd rather get ahead of it. I'm very proactive when it comes to my health and my lifestyle for living. I'm very, very proactive on that because um, I ain't trying to help myself out here. He's going to have to come get me. I ain't doing it. <laughs> I ain't happening. I, I'm just not. This won't be it. So um, let's take control, y'all. We're going to take this power back. We're going to take control. Y'all got this. We got this. We're going to do this doggone thing and make sure that we good on every front. We're going to make sure that we live in a life. Hey, that baby, when you go to that beach, you banging um, and you don't have a whole... <laughs> You don't have a whole, uh, what you call them, mammy dresses, mock, smock, them big old uh, things on that you got potholes and, and, and dent signs saying uh, road bumpy. Y'all don't want all that stuff in your thighs. Y'all get them dents and bangs up out of there because we can do this, y'all. And then don't be rolling your eyes at the sis that's banging and popping. And we ain't talking about the ones who went in the BBLs in the back alleys to get hers done. Baby, that's not work. You you did a shortcut. You cut corners. You cut corners. You're still just as unhealthy as the day long. You might be banging, but baby, you toe up on the inside again. That outside is flawless. But that inside about to tear you down. <laughs> so y'all better stop. Oh, y'all better stop. Okay, we're going to get into the next one. I took it myself. Uh, lifestyle and its effects on our health. Our lifestyle plays a significant role, y'all, in our health. Many of us, like I said, we lead busy, stressful lives that make it hard to prioritize. I am preaching to the choir, baby. I know. I live it. I retire from one job, got another job, have another business, all these houses that I got to deal with. I have children. I have a dad that's um, 75. I have brothers that have some illnesses that we, you know, we deal with because it's family. So there are so many things. So um, and then not to get into the fact that we talk about there are people that work two or three jobs trying to make these ends meet. By the time you get home, baby, you are exhausted. You're done. How they say, put a fork in me, I'm done. We don't have that kind of time um, to exercise, cook those healthy meals, or even get enough sleep. Sleep is so important in things, but, but those are the things that's essential, y'all, for our health. And we have to make time. To make them a priority. 
we gonna we gonna we struggle with uh emotional eating like i said smoking drinking too much alcohol these are all lifestyles and the reason we have an issue with that is there's some underlying things that we're dealing with or no take that back that you haven't dealt with that you are anesthetizing we treat symptoms. We don't treat problems. That's one proclivity that we have in this life. We pass the buck. It's not us. It's somebody else. But you got to understand at the end of the day, you got to deal with you. You, When you go to bed at night, you got to deal with everything that's in you internally, externally, everything that you deal with or you haven't dealt with, everything that you allow people to silence you for. You cannot continue to remain silenced and screaming on the inside you will erupt like in a volcano. It will come out. And you want it to come out in a healthy way. You don't want it to come out as a stroke, a heart attack, or something like that, those silent killers where your blood pressure about to bust a pipe through the roof and things like that. No, we want to make sure that we're doing what we um, do in a, in a manner that's respectful. We need to set some boundaries. And I know, like I said, we are busy. There's a lot of single women out here, single parent households. And hell, some of us have a two-parent household and you still stress. I ain't dying first if I get married. He gonna leave here. He going to Jesus first because y'all ain't gonna stress me. <laughs> y'all will not stress me out. I'm, I'm gonna be here to Jesus come though. So will he, you know, he say he gonna be here to Jesus come. But we, again, if you don't have time to cook those meals, order some. If you stop getting that lace front weed, we close you down for $500. You can get that factor meal set. You can get that Nutrisystem set. Don't act like you can't pay for it. It's called priorities and what we choose to spend our money on, child. Um, <laughs> um, some of us have long commutes. Like my job is an hour away. So uh, two hours of my day gone. I get up at 345. So you know I'm already, by the end of the day, you spent. You're tired. Um, I have no excuse because I have a whole lot of downtime. I, I would be lying if I said, oh, man, I'm so busy. Lord, I'd be so busy. That's a lie. I'm, I'm, I'm an empty nester and um, usually home by 2.30. I could have got my butt on treadmill from 3 to 4 o'clock um, some days, but I'm always into something else, trying to do something else, and we keep packing things on top of things. And so we just have to learn how to do it all. So I bought a treadmill uh, desk so that now it's strapped on there so that I can put my iPad on there. I can put my computer on there. I can put my paperwork on there. So you make up the difference in things like that. So uh, lifestyle, y'all, struggles. There are struggles, stress. You know, there's a lot of things that we do and there's a lot of things that we don't do. But it's so important. Um, it's so important for women to uh, get it together so that we can live some healthy lives. And so it, it plays a role on that mental and that top so bad that it affects that happiness. It affects your joy, even though the world didn't give you joy. Joy comes from the Lord and, if, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if we put that in him, you know, we'll be OK. So at the end of this podcast, what can we do to improve our health? What can we do? We know all the factors. We know uh, it affects our mental health. We know family history is rich. We know our lifestyle is an impactor. We know that the day-to-day -day hustle and bustle of work, home, juggling, children, 
two and three jobs. Um, and if you marry, there's a whole nother obligation that you have because you are obligated to take care of, of your household, that man, vice versa. Don't get it twisted. I'm not just saying you are a slave, but um, according to the word, we are help meeting. We are there to meet the needs. And there are things and responsibilities as a, a woman, a wife that you are responsible for, and then you need to perform it. And this is just not going to cut it to say, well, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, Girl, stop. That's not how, that's why enter side chick. So I'm trying to help you, <laughs> help yourself so we can balance this thing out because side chick will get a head buzz playing with me. So we got to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do so that we can um, live some healthy and stress-free lives. So we're going to get some plans going, y'all. We're going to get some, create a plan of action and some action steps that's essential uh, for improving our lives. We're going to set some goals. And here's the thing. When we set these goals, make them realistic, y'all. Stop talking about I'm going to lose 20 pounds in 10 days. The devil is a lie. It took you longer than that to get that 20 pounds on you. Stop saying I'm going to lose this. It took you longer than that to get that 30 pounds on you. So you have to understand by the same token of how long it took, that's it's going to take that same amount of energy and time. It takes 3,500 calories to be burned a week to or to lose a pound. Let me just say that. thirty. You have to burn 3,500 calories to lose a pound. Now, if you can sit in one day and burn 3,500 calories, baby, sis, bless. Hey, I salute. I don't know not one piece of equipment I'm gonna get, <laughs> that I'm going to get on and burn 3,500 calories to lose a pound a day. So it's not realistic. And especially as slowful and as jacked up as some of these bodies are, baby, these bodies are tired. And um, it's this app called Fit Days that come with the scale. My Fit Days app tell me, <laughs> just being transparent, because y'all know I don't care because I'm trying to help somebody. Now I'm 52. My Fit Days app says I had a body of a 56-year-old. At least it ain't a 70-year-old or an 80-year-old. That means I got to reduce this life by four years on what I'm doing with my body. So that means, okay, Kim, you good on this side, baby. You got to incorporate that 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 workout. You got to get that banging body back because you're going to be sitting at the water park in June. So you got to be cute, cute for whoever you're going to see um, out there because you don't want to look jacked up. You got to represent well. So anyway, um, we got to schedule time, y'all. We got to do some meal prep Sunday. Here's the thing. We say we don't have time, but how long does it take you to get a pack of chicken breasts and get that bell pepper onion, get that three seasonings. You know that, hey, your bell pepper, your celery, your onions, and all of that. Sprinkle, sprinkles, uh, garlic powder, salt, whatever you're going to do to season it. Throw that puppy in the oven. Put you some green beans on or uh, some brown rice and get you some meal prep bowls. They got 10 of them at Walmart for about 5 6 7 8 $10 at the most. And pull each one out and slam, slam, slam them in that bowl and you're done. You're baking. You're not cooking. So don't say, I don't have time. Yes, you do. The only time it's going to take is 10 minutes to clean that chicken, get that meat clean, get it seasoned, and put it in the oven to bake it. Stop frying that food. You ain't doing nothing but frying your heart. <laughs> Stop frying that mess. I ain't had Southern Classic, y'all, in five years. I'm, I'm over here tripping. So uh, seek support. You have to get a... Uh, 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 accountability partner. That's what they call them, y'all. 
get some friends and tell them to hold you accountable and don't get mad when they do. Just get somebody that's going to hold you accountable to what you pl you promised yourself that you were going to do and be able to do and take those steps and prove it. Small steps. What they say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So we start by in making small changes. Okay. Um, Have a shake for lunch instead of McDonald's. You know, something like that. Uh, incorporate more fruits and veggies in your meal and replace your uh, Coke with water in a drink pack or get a zero, get a Coke zero, get a diet Coke. Those are empty calories that you are drinking. So get some help from your uh, healthcare professional. You may be at a point of obesity um, that they can help prescribe something to help you on your journey. There are so many things and I'm not promoting you know, anything, I'm not a doctor or, or, or you know, a fitness guru, but there are some things and people that have gone beyond that point of uh, no return to where you may need that gastric, you may need that sleeve, you may need that shot um, that will help you help yourself to get uh, on a jump start. So it's okay, wherever you are, just know it's okay. So, but even if you walk five minutes on a treadmill, and then the first week, 10 minutes the second week, you know, 15, 20 minutes the third week. You have to increase it by the level of what you're able to sustain and don't give up. The thing is, move. It's, it's better than not moving at all. So just remember, we're going to make some healthy lifestyle changes. It could be challenging, but it is not impossible. Small beginning. The Bible says despise not small beginnings and then gradually build up to bigger changes. Uh, be kind to yourself, y'all. Celebrate your successes along the way. You got to, um, even the small things, celebrate. Even if it is that shake, even if it is that fries, even if it, it whatever it is, just don't stop. And if you have a bad day, don't quit and say, well, I, I messed up. It's okay. Keep going. You may have messed up one time, but keep going. You got this. You can do this. You are stronger than you know. But health is so important. Health is so important. It, it plays a significant role in your whole life, your being. It affects your attitude. It affects everything about you, your sense of uh self-esteem, who you are as a person, your worth, your value, even, you know what I mean? Even though, you know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now I am who I am and I'm, I'm created how God wanted me to be. But we just want to make sure that we are doing something. We are starting small and we're going to gradually come up to something big. But remember, health is wealth. And I hope guys, uh, that you found this discussion helpful and informative. Remember, taking care of yourself is essential to your well-being, and it is never too late to start. Y'all remember that 70-year-old bodybuilding black sis that was banging with that six-pack who looked so good. So if she could do it at 70, girl, y'all know you can do it at 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. We are just trying to move. We are just trying to get those lungs and heart uh, valves pumping so good so that we can have a better quality of life and we're not sitting down breathing like a fat man. You don't want to be <sighs> all of that right there like you got emphysema. You want to move. 
So um, I hope that was helpful. Um, share it with a friend, y'all. Tell somebody about it. And if there's anything you want to hear, again, you know, you can always email us at sistersyouhavevalue at gmail.com. Sistersyouhavevalue at gmail.com. We thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And guess what? Even while we're on our way to our journey, sis, you still look good. Sis, you still banging because black don't crack. But remember, we want to live a healthy life. We want to have a quality life. And we want to have that God-given life that he has for us so that we can fulfill our purpose and our goals and that we can be all that God called us to be. So have a good one. Until next week, we are signing off. Thank you.